And welcome back for another episode of Loss of Down, brought to you by Tabbies.com, the premier Delta 8 edible on the market, T-A-B-E-A-S-E.com. Make sure you use promo code FOOTBALL for 20% off that order, as well as free shipping. David, I'll toss it to you. It's been a little bit longer without seeing that gorgeous face. How you been, buddy? I've been great outside of the whole week I was sick thing. I literally could not, when, when I missed the pod, what was that, two weeks ago, I literally could not stand up without sneezing or coughing i was like like i had to be just parallel with the ground and i'd be fine but like i don't know what was wrong with me but it was not great kylie's going through that right now uh currently she has tissues stuffed up her nose because she literally is we'll get a lot we'll get a live look of it there you go (laughs) way to make way to make the cut kylie so that's going out to the public uh she just doesn't realize that yet but she is and she, she works in healthcare, so she has the mask on all day on top of the runny nose. So it's been a hellacious weekend. That's horrible. I like that would poor woman. The mask on top of a runny nose sounds horrific. Poor me. <laughs> oh I was gonna say the snore factor. Call the peace and love, Kylie. We're rooting for you. No, my snoring is the one who takes the cake there. So it doesn't matter if it's that or not. I'm I'm sleeping like See, a baby. See, I have buddies now that have got the CPAP machine, other bigger dudes like myself, and it has it's become like a mission for me. I am so determined to get a CPAP for myself because they're they like are beaming, like they're happy. They wake up energetic because they get to actually sleep. I wake up, I feel like I got hit by a train. It doesn't matter how much sleep I get because it's all <laughs> shitty fat man sleep with that like first choking all, my sleep let on me, my tongue. Let me introduce you. Try a mouth guard first because that's what I have to cut my snoring and it does. Like I snore way less and there are certain mouth guards that push your jaw out a little bit so they're uncomfortable at first but you get used to them and if you push your jaw out, it's supposed to cut all like the non-sleep apnea snoring. So if you're like not breathing while you sleep at random times and that's why you snore, that's different. That's where you need a CPAP machine. But if you're just like a snorer because you're a big guy and a snorer, the mouth guard that pushes your bottom jaw out helps. Okay. I mean, I'll have to look into it because it's definitely something I want to do. It's just I don't want to have to do a sleep study to get it. And I know that's part that's of That's why it. you got to try the mouth guard first. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be like sleeping. It's hard enough for me to fall asleep as it is before. Fall I'm asleep. On... Do it now. Yeah. And we like you're watching you. me and I'm like, okay. I'm like, And then I won't snore. It'll be the one night of my life. I won't snore. Post COVID. They, yeah. You do at home sleep studies at certain, they can do it. All they do is send you all the equipment and they say, if you don't, you know, they give you the shipping label and then they say, if you don't send this back, Within 24 hours of your, the end of your sleep study date, you'll be charged for the equipment, which is like 600 or 1200 or some absurd amount of money. But like they give you the shipping label, you just drive to UPS and really? ship it back. I like, I'm just imagining like they have a Zoom yeah. or something. It's set a, up staring no, at me. It's, it's literally it's a little machine like this. <laughs> oh, no, he's sleepwalking with, with 10 <laughs> cables that come out of it and annoy the shit out of you. But like, it's way better. Like you're not in a hospital. You're not like, you just do it in your own bed. You just have annoying like cables running around your face. Okay. Well, you've talked me into it. I'm uh, also just sent you a link to the, to the mouth guard. Perfect. I might be able to report back in a few weeks that maybe I'm sleeping better, which I won't be. I'll probably, we'll, we'll, we'll cross this bridge 
when I buy a freaking mouth guard for my sleep. That sounds wonderful. How about uh, you, though, Stephen? What's going on in your world outside of the uh, wonderful lady who can't breathe? What's going yeah. on? I uh, got a got a sick girlfriend, got a recovering pup. So this weekend, got to hang out, watch whatever Masters was on up until Sunday. Even got to golf a little bit yesterday. So I'm I'm kind of sniffly as well. The allergies are coming up. It's 70 plus in Columbus. It's supposed to be beautiful all week. So not really that many sports on during the week. I've resorted to betting on baseball already. So I don't know if that speaks to uh, my degeneracy as much as my competitiveness, but. It's definitely competitive. I don't even want to talk about baseball right now. Not if you win. I really don't want to talk about baseball. Baseball isn't a sport. You're just betting on a game. See, I I bet on strikeout props. That's that's electric. Because you know how many times that these pitchers are giving up walks or pop flies or ground balls on that's degeneracy. That is straight degeneracy. (laughs) Steven, Steven, you're betting on individual events of players that you know nothing about. That, that is, is degeneracy. degeneracy. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Iranian football league. It's professional. Yeah, just because MLB. you know what the sport is, if you don't know the players playing it, you it's really the same don't thing. know the yeah, sport. Yeah, it would be the same thing as the Iranian football league. It would be like betting on one of those players to score three goals in a game just because. That's just because you lost, Wally. What do you, no, I'm upset because O'Neal Cruz is dead. Easter was yes. what? Holidays robbed me of my favorite teams. Christmas Every Eve took dead? They a car away from me twice, and now Easter's taking O'Neill Cruz. I have nothing. Um, at least you have Brian Hoyer, but we're we're gonna get to that. I'm glad everyone had a good Go Destroyer. I'm glad everyone had a good uh, Easter Sunday. Hope everyone had a great match. Shout out to John Ron. Won me some money yesterday as well. Uh, accidentally double bet him. Uh, over the weekend here because they had like a bet insurance. Oh, that's a good on problem. FanDuel. It was a good problem. Uh, it really wasn't up until probably hole four uh, of the fourth round yesterday, but I was sweating there for a little bit. But after that, it was clear, clear sailing. I respect it. What's I didn't bet on it, but of course when, you did. Okay, when did you have it? Was this like a pre-tournament bet on Ron? No, no. So okay. was, I, no, I took him at, I took him when he was like four back or whatever. I only got him at plus 120. It's decent value, though. At least you didn't take Brooks. One at plus 120, one at plus 125. Yeah. Did you guys hear the story that I can't remember what player that played with Tiger said that he actually had a screw from his surgically repaired leg break the skin coming out yesterday? It's why he withdrew. Columbus's own Jason Day reported that, apparently. Not Columbus's own. He is an Australian, but resides in Westerville, just not too far from here in Columbus. But, yeah. Don't you guys have, like, a crazy course that you have, like, massive members of right there? Jack Nicholas, obviously. Yep. We got right Murfield. There, Golden Bear. Yeah, Murfield right there in Dublin. So, every year they have the Memorial Tournament, which is the Monday. It starts the Monday after Memorial Day. Or it starts on Memorial Day, I should say, because it is – usually that Monday or whatever the second to last Monday, last Monday in May, whatever it may be. So it starts sure. on there. It's phenomenal. It's, it's an electric time. It's, it's the most fun event that isn't a PGA tour. That also isn't the waste management open. Yeah. I was going to say waste management. It's kind of like a college atmosphere for a golf. It's kind of hard to top that one. That one's the anomaly, but like these are like people will come and play this course 
like not wanting to win. They're like, no, it's, you know, you're going to Jack's home. You're going up to Dublin. Uh, the bogey in after is just an electric factory, just thousands, uh, close to hundreds, peaking probably around 2,000 plus people, crowded, plus, live for the music. the people right there, didn't Tiger Woods basically own this tournament for the better part of a decade? Like, oh. It felt like he was winning every year. What? Yeah, what, you could say that about probably every tournament from the 90s like to the this early 2000s. That's true, too. particular one because yeah. he had such respect for Jack that he always spoke very highly wanting to play well on his home course, which I will is say, really cool, too. I will say the last time I went to Memorial, I try to go every year. It's just 15 minutes down the road. Um, my my buddy, Connor, who you remember, used to get tickets, so we'd always get the hookup on it, and I'd be able to go last second. Got a wedding this year, unfortunately, on the Saturday of it. Could swing Sunday, but Sunday in the middle of June in Columbus for a golf tournament after a wedding? Kill me. Uh, but no, last time I went, I remember being in the fairway, Seeing Tiger Woods, it's probably a solid like 40, 50, 60 yards from me. And then Jack Nicholas's house is on the course. It's probably about a mile up, like within it. Like you have to take like a gator or, you know, a four by four golf cart, whatever, up the road. But yeah, I see Tiger right there. Turn around. There's Jack just driving his gator, turning around, waving to everybody. Just that's awesome. It's amazing. It's like we, when we lost Arnold Palmer, it really hurt because these old school golf legends are getting to that age and it just kind of like scares you because you know this generation doesn't have all that much time on this earth left so it's just like you want to cherish every moment at these tournaments that these guys are able to come out be around the public so that's really cool that you've got to do that hopefully you get to do a lot more hopefully you get to see tiger a lot more too yeah, hopefully you guys can come on down. If if not this year, maybe next year. They got practice rounds and everything. It's a it's a beautiful course. It's you know, hotty toddy court. You know, houses are beautiful, million dollar homes on on the course. People are out there getting shit faced, and they got fuck you money. You know, they're having a good time out there. So I can't wait for next year. Right when I really get to dive back into it. Cool. So let's get into a little bit of NFL news. We don't have too much going into this week, but the headliner out of Easter Sunday, we have Odell Beckham finding a new home in the Baltimore Ravens on a one-year $15 million deal with incentives that can take it all the way to 18 mil. Still don't have Lamar Jackson signed at that quarterback position, but it makes you think, is this enough to lure him in? There's reports that he was kind of bringing Odell in. He was kind of recruiting him here a little bit. Maybe this will all put it to rest that Lamar signs back. Regardless, we'll get to Lamar. Odell Beckham, back in the NFL, back on a team. What are your thoughts on the contract and him signing in Baltimore? Well, I'll go first because, David, I think we're going to have very similar thoughts. I don't know why this is our leading story because he hasn't been a story-leading wide receiver in years. We're talking about this because it is April 10th and there's nothing else to talk about. He is at best an average wide receiver too, at best. Here's the way I, t- I tell you, if they get Lamar back, then you can characterize this as a win because it's funny money. We'll get into that after. But if you don't get Lamar back, how is this anything but a failure on multiple fronts? It's a failure. Go off, David. Look, I, Wally's even higher on him than I am. I think he's a tier three receiver. He's a wide receiver three at best for 18 million, 15 million in guarantees. That's 
I mean, for a guy that we haven't seen be consistently above average since his first year with the Browns in 2019, I think. So four years ago, coming off his second ACL tear in as much time and third overall, maybe even fourth overall. I don't even remember at this point because there's been so many. I, It's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. And the only spin for the Ravens is that the last time OBJ was consistently not good, above average, was with Todd Munkin in Cleveland. So you're, you're talking about a, an offensive coordinator who's getting a, a guy he's he's known to work with before and and known to produce with before. The other thing to consider is if you look at PFF grades, they're so-so for receivers. It's hard to actually grade them appropriately in PFF. Um, but OBJ is the highest graded receiver. Uh, if you're using 2021, where he only had 500 yards uh, after starting 13 games, He is the highest graded receiver the Ravens have had since Steve Smith in 2016. So that's also some perspective, but honestly, go Ravens. Uh, Keep making these moves. Big fan. Um, I don't think it, I I don't think this has anything to do with Lamar Jackson. I I don't know how this, to Wally's point, I don't know how this moves the needle for him. And it's, it's funny that to your point about his, um, his productivity people were losing their mind when this dude was averaging 40 yards a game with the Rams. It's like, dude, he's the number two receiver to the guy who just broke the single season record, who just had the triple crown. He just went off. Like, why are we giving this dude props for not even breaking half of a hundred yards per game? And I get it. Yeah, he did great. Yeah, the trajectory of what of you know what he was doing in the Super Bowl, maybe you would have had a hundred yard game. Maybe the defense would have adjusted and made Cooper Cup beat them, which is exactly what they did. Right. So I'm tired of all the Odell to David's point and the argument that we all make. What have you done for me lately? And this is a team full of them between Lamar and uh, Odell Beckham right now. If Lamar does resign with them. But to your point, Odell hasn't have a haven't had a productive season. And he, in my opinion, just screwed the rest of his career. He's not going to get a big money contract after this. You're going to a team that 2019 Lamar's MVP or that was a top 13 in terms of yards passing offense. All the other years in between, that's a bottom seven, including the worst, his rookie year. Now, granted, they've gotten better. Of course, you're going to have more than 180 yards uh, passing per game than you do now. But bottom seven, the other two, and Mark Andrews is your number one, and you can't keep a healthy receiver. Oh, yeah. And forgot to neglect the point you haven't had a Pro Bowl wide receiver for that specific position ever in your franchise history. We went over this a month ago. Odell just shot himself in the foot. And for the contract for the Ravens, it's actually solid. You're like the Hunter Renfro, Allen Robinson range, which is pretty good for wide receivers. Yeah, I see it. I fucking see it, guy. Mike. So, Wally, what do you think about the addition of uh, Odell Beckham heading down to Baltimore? Well, you guys will notice my mic is different. So, Whoa, Wally, you, you sound said, great, dude. If I repeat anything either of you said, I was being a mental head case trying to figure out the problem. Look at you not saying midget. I know. Look at me. I'm growing as a person. Yeah. It, that's like one of my favorite things to say. And now it's like a problem. So I'm like, I can't say it. And it's frustrating because it's a great way or little catch phrase, whatever. But anyways, fucking mental midget. I am one. However, the wide receivers in Baltimore. Yes, we can talk about their lack of Pro Bowls. 
this is amazingly, if Lamar comes back without a doubt, the best wide receiving core he's had. And that's not good. Yeah. You do have Todd Munkin coming in to help, but I mean, you got Rashad Bateman, who is a, a two himself in the best case scenario. Devin Duvernay, who maybe is a 600 yard receiver. I, it's, it's so weird. Nelson Aguilar, I, he's elite, but at this stage of his career too, like, what are we doing here? I, why is Lamar coming back? This is, if he does, it just goes even further to show how much he shot himself in the foot because his contract won't be good because he's his own agent. And now he's got no one to throw to. You got Todd Munkin who's coming in. Maybe it works out, but you don't know. Greg Roman is really his offense is the reason why Lamar has been so successful. So I'm just interested, I guess is the best way to say where he ends up. Cause I don't know why this would move the needle if I'm Lamar. Yeah, if and if I'm Lamar, like all eyes are on him if he resigns. He could have a worse drop off than what we were what at least I wasn't expecting. But the Brian Dayball, Josh Allen, Josh Allen relationship. All of a sudden he started kind of that offense wasn't consistently clicking as what we were kind of used to. Is all of a sudden Baltimore gonna kind of take this this face plant down and now Lamar can't get it done without a certain coordinator? This is well, here's the thing to mention too. For Baltimore, we're talking about them taking risk and all this. You pay $15 million. We put him in the Hunter Renfro category, like you said, Stephen, before. But that's not really what it is because his base salary is under – it's so low that a lot of this is funny money. The Ravens are only going to be on the hook for the book for under $4 million. It's not the 15 it looks like. So this is one of those examples. Again, the salary cap, cap is a myth. If you have an owner willing to pay for these kind of structured deals, who cares? That, that that's if I'm the Ravens right now, that's what this comes off. It's four million dollars on the book. If you don't get them back, it's just the owner out of luck. No one else. The Miami Dolphins might be out of luck. Oh, <laughs> Ravens flock. The Miami Dolphins might be out of luck here because Tyreek Hill kind of dropped a bombshell here in the media that he plans on retiring after his contract is through after the 2025 season. I think it's too early to tell. David, I'll go over to you, but what are you what are you taking out of this Tyreek Hill lack thereof drama? Look, I I think it's BS. I don't I think that's like his dream is he's gonna play out a big contract and leave the game and then go do quote unquote his own business things. And I just, for me, if you told me he retired at, at third, was it 31? Um, And you told me he went and he fully committed to training for the Olympic games. Sure. I can see that. I mean, he does that in his spare time anyways, but that to actually make the Olympics, you got to be a a full-time commit. And 31 years old is an ancient man for the Olympics, by the way. Right. And so if you told me that was it, I could see it. I'm not saying it could happen, but I could see it. I just don't know what what business is Tyreek Hill involved in because to me he's Child like MMA. the anti but he's like the an- oh god. <laughs> Shocker. Uh anyways, he's like the anti LeBron for me. You know, LeBron, LeBron's involved in like nine thousand different things. Shaquille O'Neal's involved in nine thousand different things. And they, they were their whole career. Like there was always like an aspect of, oh, they're going here for business. Oh, you know, they're going here for, for Hollywood. And it's like Tyreek Hill is kind of like, I don't know, uh, 
I, I, just, I don't know what business he's getting into that people are getting involved with him in, but I just don't see him having this peak, you know, P. Diddy post music billionaire path. Oh, God, uh, I hate he thinks P. Diddy. he's going to have. But it could be like a training, right? If you know, if he's from a certain area, if he stays in Miami, it can just be training purposes. I don't know how much business he's going to get out of that. A lot of NFL players or ex NFL players are doing that. But yeah, I don't really know. Maybe as maybe he is a secret uh, pottery. Maybe like getting the making some boss bosses. This is the easiest way to answer your guys's question. If you haven't heard the interview, he talked to eight ten WHB and KC. And he said that, so I really want to get into like the gaming space. I really want to get huge in that. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm using my platform, creating a gaming team, which isn't launched yet. It should launch by the end of this month or month. I'm just going to sign like different content creators, different athletes. I just want to be working like that, talking to different sponsors. No, 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 no. See, here's what's going to happen. He's not retiring right there. Right right there. That sold me on. He's not retiring. He's going to throw all of his money into this. It's going to fail. And he's going to need to play out the second mega contract to get all of his money back for retirement. We'll see. I don't know. know. The the gaming industry are that shit's blowing up and you have, you know, a hundred percent, but he's not going to create some channel that's, that's going to take off more than, uh, you know, YouTube does with uh, Dr. Disrespect or Tim the Tatman or Nick Merckx. And it's not going to take off on Twitch with like Ninja is making money or was making money. Not anymore. But well, you don't uh, know that the hardest part of them getting that big is having the following. He already has the following being a professional athlete. That's why it sucks trying to, I don't know, make you your don't own gambling podcast. You don't get that following on gaming, though, unless you're good at the game. So like they're. They're entertained well, I know by the streams. fact that he's a professional athlete. But you like we didn't know games. that he was even leaving for gaming until 20 seconds ago. Yeah. Right. Like we don't know how big he is. Well, like, I I know that he streams like, and he has like his own Twitch and he and he plays like Fortnite and some other right, stuff. He's been doing that for a while. People are only watching. People are only watching that because they're enticed by the athlete Tyreek Hill. When you retire, you know like you you know I you carry less. I'm just of that saying, like, did gravitas. anybody know he was doing this? I mean, I knew he like, was streaming video. I knew games. he was I streaming, he was, but I he wanted to make a career out of it. That's because yeah. he has 56,000 followers on Twitch. I don't know what normal is. I don't know That's what week. That's 56 thousands would do. I just know that that is what his goal is. Is, to answer is the anyone question, even over like is a million for Twitch or like half a million? I thought someone just well, said Nick it. Merckx oh, God, is yeah. the only one I know of. No, Nick Merckx, Ninja, Tim, well, Tim Tatman's off of Twitch, and I think so is Nick Merckx, because uh, they all signed with YouTube. Nick Merckx, um, $6.7 million on uh, Twitch. Yeah, you gotta be you got to be over at least 500000 to consider a very large following. Well, I guess here's the only other thing I'd say, is that even, I don't believe in Tyreek Hill. I don't like him personally, and I think that goes back to him being Retweet. obviously drafted by the Chiefs the stuff leaving it leading into the draft where with his girlfriend, those kind of things, his like child, like all these things just make it very hard for me to root for Tyreek Hill, the person with that being said, we've seen now Pat McAfee is the guy. I think the model for everybody that wants to do shit like this, he leaves, but he was a punter. He left a punter salary. He didn't leave 
$30 million a year, which Tyreek Hill will be leaving when he's 31 or 25, whatever the new wide receiver cap will be around then. I just don't buy it. I just, I, I told you guys when this happened, I think it's ridiculous to even be talking about it three years at a time. I like, I'm just like, I'm done talking about Tyreek Hill. I can't stand him. <laughs> Gee, seem a little biased, isn't it? I, I'll give you that. Well, we'll keep it moving on then, Walter. Don't worry about that. He's a piece of shit. Like, uh, no, it's fine. I'm let's talk about let's talk about some fat boy news, right? Uh, the fat Titans boys. inking a four-year extension with defensive tackle retweet best position on the field, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, four years, ninety-four million, sixty-six guaranteed. Um, his he's the second highest graded interior defensive lineman behind Aaron Donald. Um, he he's a former first round pick who fell to them because he had an ACL tear. And I think the last two seasons, he's got something like 16 sacks and 34 tackles for a loss. I, I you're going to have to fact check me on those numbers. I know it's 16 sacks, um, 21 tackles for loss. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes now. Uh, 30 quarterback hits, 67 tackles overall, 13 passes defended uh, and 115 total pressures. Guy's a monster. It's a great signing for the Titans, but, what do you guys think? It's definitely getting reset, and that is the interior defense alignment market right now. It is going to, I think, get kind of uh, – like, don't get me wrong. Second annual AAV or whatever it is for defense alignment, that's probably a little rich for Jeffrey Simmons. But this happens when you reset values and give it about three years, and Jeffrey Simmons will probably be in the right around 10 to 15 defensive tackle, and that'll be right. That it, I think that'll be fair. And it reminded me a lot of the Grady Jarrett extension in Atlanta because it felt like almost like a reward for sticking around during what will be a long and brutal rebuild. So he gets paid and they get to keep a familiar face for fans who are going to be very, very miserable for 24, 36, 48 months. Hey, at least they got a new stadium coming on the way. But yeah, I mean, 19th overall pick in 2019. He posted only seven and a half sacks last year, but he had a bum ankle basically the whole last half of the season. To your point about resetting this value, two things. Quentin Williams at Oliver, Christian Wilkins, and Dexter Lawrence are the happiest men on the planet right now because of that contract because all four of them, uh, at least three, maybe not Ed Oliver, are, are going to get more than him. I'd really have to look at Ed Oliver's numbers. But also, second, oh boy, this contract only puts it behind Aaron Donald uh, for defensive tackles, which is wild. So that market is about to explode. Uh, I wouldn't say maybe, maybe not this year, maybe halfway through the season when we really start seeing extensions go through. Wouldn't be surprised if next offseason would be almost like what the wide receivers were this past year, two years ago. Anybody else have anything? Shh, you hear it? What? You hear it? Do you hear it? What do we hear? The sirens are coming for the 911 Rapid Fire Wild. Before we get it over to them, we want you to know this Rapid Fire is brought to you by Abby Turner Creative, your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, high-end photography, fashion, and more. Especially if you're our age where it feels like there's a college graduation, engagement, weddings, baby pictures, you name it. Every weekend they're happening. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check her out for yourself at abbyturnerphoto.com. That's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, 
or on Instagram at Saw Dad and Sapphire. Again, abbyturnerphoto.com. The Raiders. Sign Brian Hoyer. Bring Damian Amendola into the coaching staff. McDaniel Ziegler won't stop until they get enough Massachusetts out there in Vegas. Wally? Well, we, we've always seen how successful it's worked for all these <laughs> Bill Belichick and Patriot disciples to, to leave and take the Patriot way elsewhere. Why wouldn't I be happy the Raiders are doing the same? Because it's another phenomenal Braider. That's why. You should be excited to rack up the Braiders because, you know, I'll why, give you that. why wouldn't you want to rack up players that have experience on the Raiders and the Browns because both those franchises have been so highly successful over the last 25 years. Bring the winning culture. Yep. Culture win, baby. Sports gambling gets legal in Massachusetts and all of a sudden they're trying to make Foxborough West. I don't get it. Ugh, whatever. Austin Eckler, he might be stuck in Los Angeles because he's not getting a new deal or at least getting moved from the Chargers. What do you guys think of this? quote unquote worst case scenario for Eckler is to play there. You have to remember guys, this isn't a relationship gone bad. There's respect on both sides, but there's just an understanding that Eckler needs to get his contract. Not saying he needs to get overpaid, but the dude is, I think extremely underpaid for what he's put on the field. I think he's underpaid I, from, from Eckler's side. I, this is, you know, tough scenes for him. Uh, I do think he's underpaid. However, if I'm the chargers, I'm not paying him. I, this is – I am so far against paying running backs unless you're paying them, you know, $8 million a year to be his caliber player because as we've seen over the last five years, you might – you could probably replace 80% of his productivity, especially in the pass game, uh, going and getting a six-round running back. Like, I, I just it, – it's hard for me to, to – see it from any other way than the charger side, but I do feel bad because I want, you know, I want every NFL player to get their, get their paycheck. It's just, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, uh, you're not going to pay him. Exactly. We're team pay players, but look how Eckler got his start. He replaced a first round running back in Melvin or Melvin Gordon and did a better job than them. I'm happy to chargers that are finally putting their heels in the sand because some team had to do it. Like we like, does Eckler deserve a raise? Sure, but at the same point, it doesn't mean that the Chargers aren't brilliant for understanding positional value. I hope he gets paid. It just ain't gonna happen. Well, they also have a rookie, Isaiah Spiller. I want to say is the name. I can't believe how quick that name goes. So, is he gonna get Melvin Gordon? All of a sudden, you never know. I'm taking this from me, Wally, because both of you are gonna be happy because finally, a running back that isn't getting paid. Joe Mixon was recharged here after another what a- aggravated menacing. I don't even know what that means. This is the third time this dude has popped up in the news since the AFC Championship game. It cannot get worse, but, man, this has to be what you think the official exit of Cincinnati after this, right? I mean, he should have been gone anyways because he was going to be and is right now going to be the third highest cap hit on this Bengals team next year, and he was an average back. Kick him to the curb. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Bengals are, uh, they've done a good job of shedding their all prisoner team uh, reputation that they had about <laughs> 10 years ago. Um, I, I'm with Wally, just cut him uh, at this point. And, and frankly, I, he, he might not get another opportunity after this because after seeing what's going on with Zeke, uh, 
you know, nobody's really in the market for an average running back um, who wants to earn more than $3 million a season. I, I just don't care about him though, because of the crimes. I, you know, what happens to him happens to him. He made his own choices. They were all wrong. I hope the Bengals move on because they can do better. I, I need this stat for you. The Bengals high rate of three plus wide receivers sets force defenses to play light boxes. Mixon led the NFL in percentages of runs versus light boxes, but of 41 running backs, he was ranked in 36 in yards per game, 39th in yards after contact and 34th in explosive run rate. And that and just a couple off on what David said. If you don't think it's as bad as what David said, that will put it to rest. That's how bad Joe Mixon's been. That's horrific. I didn't realize it was that bad. You could literally go get Kareem Hunt, who's on the tail end of his entire career, and he'd probably do better in that kind of scenario. Yep. Or go ahead and boss to the wall, get Derrick Henry. I'm just saying based off that with yeah, the light box. Yeah, are still not going to pay him, which would be hilarious. I mean, just imagine a three wide receiver set in a light box versus Derrick Henry. Like, pick your poison, dude. Like, is Derrick Henry going to beat me, or is – is T Higgins, is Jamar Chase, is Tyler Boyd going to beat me? I know we're getting off the speed part, but I, I just don't it feel like Derrick Henry. I don't know how much better he'd make the Bengals offense. Like he just doesn't feel like he'd fit that style of play to me. Wouldn't hurt. Like I, I give me Eckler. He doesn't, he, he doesn't, he wouldn't get the ball enough to like some games he would, he would get the ball 20 carries, but if you're going to give him 14 carries, he's probably going to get as much as we give him the, he runs over everyone ruse. He really gets stuffed maybe two yards down the line, probably every other run. So it's, you know, you'll get your seven yards and then you'll get your one yard carry. And are you playing that game with 15 carries a game? I mean, to me, it comes down to you need a running back who's going to be able to stay in and block sometimes for you too. And I, I know I just said Eckler is a better fit. He would be more of the, yep. the third down spell back. But we talked about Zeke. I'd love if he could come off of being at a ridiculous clip. If the Bengals could well, get he'd Zeke. He'd fit perfectly. He'd fit great. He'd it's fit just perfectly. he has superstar brain where he doesn't realize he's not 2017 Ezekiel Elliott anymore. He's OBJ without the without the positional discredit discreditation. I, I like it. We're gonna roll with that anyways. I don't know. I, I botched that word. Tim Boyle, the legend. Stevens boy, Stevens Packers legend, is now a New York Jet. Makes it feel like another domino falling into what is eventually going to be a trade for Aaron Rodgers. It has to be right. Like that, this is the only thing that makes sense here is to get his best friend practice. I mean, if if this doesn't get Aaron to New York, I just don't know what is at this point, right? Uh, the 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 deal's getting. You know, is it going to get done now tomorrow? I will say this: I have seen reports. I've I've done some. I've been diving deep, messaging a lot of people. Breaking news: from now up until September 10th, Aaron Rodgers will be traded within that timeline. September 10th is the first game of the regular season. Breaking news, within that time frame, he will be traded to the Jets. Look, if Bold. the Jets GM is anything like me, this is all a ruse 
to get all of Aaron Rodgers' guys and then not trade for him so he's a miserable son of a bitch all of next season because I hate that man so much. Yeah, which makes sense. But why the Jets would want to... You want to bring in a guy to fail. I'm, I'm with you. That makes sense mm-hmm. as a GM. I, no, they're not going to trade for him. This Especially is all bring in, last year. Bring in all of his favorite guys and, and make him think that he's going to get traded and then send him back to Green Bay to be a miserable... I don't Again, have enough perfect. help around me. Go get my guys. And then, and then Sala gets fired. And then, and then go trade for somebody and else. And then Sala gets and fired. Get fired. And then Green Bay gets the Robert Sala as Trey a defensive coordinator after. And then, yeah, it all works out. <laughs> I, I would rather see the Jets get Trey Lance than Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. Yeah, just Didn't like know Joe Douglas, obviously. Yeah, we, we can't tell who you don't like. And that's going to bring us to an end of another episode of Loss of Down. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe on our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Loss of Down. Make sure to retweet us on Twitter, down underscore loss. Remember so remember this episode is brought to you by tabbies.com as well as Abby Turner Creative. Wally, David, any parting words for the squad tonight? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. YouTube. Housekeeping. YouTube, I'm going to start having more of these full episodes, especially this time of year. I have more time. They're typically shorter. So if you like watching these instead of listening to them, YouTube, or just do both, because then we're happier and you do us a favor. So just do it all. And the other thing, which will be on YouTube, is going to be coming out later this month. We're going to be doing a draft, like a mock draft preview with the three of us. And you guys as fans, as you have heard us talk about in past episodes, if you have interest to draft for your team, text one of the three of us. What we're going to be doing is we're going to have a one, one-ish one minute timer on your guys' pick. You give us your reason, and then we'll all talk, the four of us, for a minute or two longer. And that way we can get a two-hour special out. It's a lot of fun. You guys get to be a part of the show, and hopefully that makes it more special to you too. Just wanted to give you guys heads up at home that we have that coming up. So reach out to one of us if you are interested. David and Steven, what else do you have? Nada. With the weather being so beautiful, song of the day right there, a little electric light orchestra, Mr. Blue Sky, make sure to throw that on there. If it's in the morning on the way to work, if it's on the way back, throw it on there. Absolute bop. That whole album is. Immediately makes your day better, too, when you have Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. Last thing for me, less housekeeping and more of a personal thing. Housekeeping. Dane Brugler of The Athletic, he is the literal reason why I still have a subscription. Today marks one of my favorite days every year. He comes out with his full preview of the draft. It's called The Beast. It's three, four hundred pages every year of every draftable kind of player, the rankings of these players, the film, the goods, the bads, the uglies. He gives you his top 100. It's a fantastic read. If you guys have the athletic, if you're interested in the NFL draft, learning a little bit about these guys ahead of time, I can't recommend it enough. Again, Dan, Dane Brugler of the athletic. Boom. That's all I got. Sweet. Well, then we will see you guys back next week. Look, probably two weeks for that draft preview. We'll have an idea probably better next Monday. But we'll see you then. Can't wait.
Kylie just came back from Can't wait. Kylie came back from Charleston, brought me back some Bowberry biscuits. That's something I forgot to say. Bojangles opening up here in Columbus within the next week or two. What? Cannot wait. Are you serious? Ass. It's like t- I've never had Bojangles. Oh, Oh, it's the most average restaurant you'll ever have in your life, David. But it's but like people like Steven, really the Southerners. Good. Yeah, well, it's like like we all have our thing regionally that it makes no sense. Like, you know, Cincinnati is skyline, and we're like, that's just trash, but they'll swear by it. Bojangles is like the Southerners, like they swear by it. I don't get it, but all the credit to you guys who do. Bojang or Bojangles over Popeyes. Woo, that's a take. Do they got a, cha- a chicken sandwich? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll try See, it out. I never, I like, it. They have a whole other realm I never mess with because I'm strictly, give me Bowberry biscuits, give me Cajun filet biscuits, give me four pieces of cream dinner, french fries, sweet iced tea, extra honey mustard, both size. I want some fried chicken now. Yeah. I tried it out. It's fucking good. Right. I can't wait. I'll give Bojangles another shot when I come around now that it's going to be when out. When I come around. Problem is that they also have Culver's in Columbus, and once Where's you get Culver's, Culver, oh, don't you? Say- no, I'm saying Culver's don't relax. I'm agreeing with you, you fucking clown. I'm saying don't bother going to Bojangles if you're gonna go to Culver's, you fuck. What's Culver's? What burgers? Wisconsin's finest, best fast food place. It's, a, it's like a different style of burger, like. They're yeah, see, bro, they're going to put Bojangles in their mouth, bro. It's different, different restaurant. 